WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. Holtec International has submitted a license filing to the Nuclear Regulatory Commission to restart the Palisades plant in Van Buren County. Spokesperson Patrick O'Brien tells us this formally begins the process of seeking federal approval to get the plant running again. It's another piece in the puzzle. I mean, I think last month we had announced that we had had a power purchase agreement signed with Wolverine Power. That was another piece. We have been working, obviously, with the Department of Energy, their loan program office for some funding. Governor Whitmer and the state of Michigan's been phenomenal. They did provide $150 million. That $150 million was included in this year's state budget, with an understanding another $150 million will be coming. So what's the status of the $1 billion federal loan that Holtec is seeking? With our discussions with DOE, we're very hopeful that they see the benefit in repowering Palisades like we do. We hope to hear by early next year on that. O'Brien says if Palisades is allowed to reopen, it would be the first time in U.S. history a deactivated nuclear power plant has been allowed to resume operations. If all goes well, he says Palisades could be operating again by late 2025. The Growing Michigan Together Council is preparing to send recommendations for growing the state's population to Governor Gretchen Whitmer. The council has held meetings all over the state, with the body divided into five subcommittees. They focused on jobs, infrastructure, K-12 education, higher education, and revenue. Serving on the infrastructure subcommittee was former state senator John Prose. He tells us the group held seven weeks of meetings, and a big topic was municipal growth. There are some structural reasons why our municipalities are precluded from growing as quickly as they might like because of both constitutional and statutory sorts of changes. Prose says the group has looked at how state and federal funds could be better funneled to cities, townships, and villages. Another topic of discussion was making sure Michiganders have good places to live. There was an awful lot of discussion around housing choice and how we work towards a a stronger engagement with the Michigan State Housing Development Authority to draw down some of the dollars that exist at the federal and state level for implementation of good development opportunities for growth and housing. Pro says one idea is to develop sites that already have infrastructure in place so that when a development comes along that's already taken care of, It should also be no surprise that the committee talked about roads with a focus on how to pay for road maintenance when gas tax revenues are going down due to the electric vehicle revolution. Pro says a user fee based on miles driven is looking like a likely model. The various subcommittees will have a report for the governor in December, and from there, implementation of the recommendations will be the next task. Set for this month is the next Whirlpool Corporation appliance sale to benefit the United Way of Southwest Michigan. The United Way's Jennifer Tomshack tells us Whirlpool will be selling more than 350 appliances at deeply discounted prices. They'll have everything from refrigerators to ranges to dishwashers plus small appliances. They might be different lines that were discontinued or for whatever reason aren't going out through the usual channels, but they're all still new and in perfect shape. Tomshack says the average discount will be 40%. All proceeds will go to the United Way. It's a significant fundraiser for the Whirlpool Corporation's employee United Way campaign. The sale will be from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. on October 28th and 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. on October 29th at the Benton Harbor Technology Center on Riverview Drive. For an additional $100, buyers can have their purchases delivered within a 15-mile radius. All the major appliances are new with a full one-year warranty. The city of New Buffalo is receiving a state grant of $1 million. The Michigan Economic Development Corporation announced the recipients of grant funding through its revitalization and placemaking program today and selected was New Buffalo's plan to improve infrastructure, public facilities, downtown spaces, and more. 
State Representative Joey Andrews says it's exciting and welcome news. He notes the revitalization and placemaking program was created in this year's state budget. Andrews says he's glad to see the program will help to make New Buffalo an even better place to live. Hitting the road this month to spread the word about its programs will be the Berrien Community Foundation. Program Director Susan Matheny tells us the group will hold meetings throughout Berrien County to speak with nonprofits and others about the opportunities it offers. Certainly there's always room to share the information more with folks who might not have heard of us, but also it's, I think, a nice refresher for folks, especially coming out of COVID shutdown. It's been a few years since we've done this live, and it gives everybody a chance to come together in bigger groups, and they ask questions. And so invariably what happens is one person will ask a question that some that two or three other people might be thinking about. Matheny says the meetings are always well attended and they're a great way to get out information about BCF opportunities to those who may have questions. There will be sessions in Berrien Springs, Niles, Coloma, New Buffalo, and Benton Harbor. We have the full schedule at our website. The UAW strike is nearing one month and the hardship is now being felt by some of the workers on the picket line outside the Ford Michigan Assembly plant in Wayne. Striking UAW member Dottie Leonard says she's been working at Ford for 29 years in three different plants. Tell my kids, nope, we can't do that, we can't do this, you know, we're going to not eat out, you know, we have to save where we can save. I had to pull my youngest daughter out of dance because the monthly expense of that. Leonard says in all her years of working for Ford, this is her first strike. Michigan Assembly and Wayne happen to be the Ford plant among each from the big three to walk out on September 15th. Since then, a total of 25,000 UAW members have been on strike. And the Powerball jackpot now stands at an estimated $1.4 billion for tomorrow's drawing. That's the third largest in the game's history. More than 3.2 million winning tickets were sold nationwide, but they weren't the only winners. Michigan Lottery spokesperson Jake Harris says retailers earn a commission for selling a, or cashing a winning ticket, but the big winner is the Michigan School Aid Fund. So, you know, when we have these jackpot runs, sales go up, and that's good news for Michigan schools. Uh, you know, we'll be announcing here in the next several weeks after our audits are all complete, but uh, we finished the 23 fiscal year with our fifth consecutive $1 billion or more contribution to the school aid fund. Harris notes this is the first time we've had back-to-back billion-dollar Powerball jackpots. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture in Dwajak, where furniture shopping is fun. A better-than-expected jobs report was out today. The Labor Department says the U.S. economy added 336,000 jobs in September. The unemployment rate was unchanged at 3.8 percent. President Biden commenting on the report, crediting Bidenomics, as he calls it. After his remarks, the president criticized the GOP over the federal budget. More from ABC's Karen Travers. President Biden says the September jobs report is good news, but he also warned about the potential consequences of a government shutdown if Congress doesn't pass legislation before funding runs out on November 17th. The president putting pressure on House Republicans. It's time to stop fooling around. House Republicans, it's time for you to do your job. The president said it's time to get to work for the American people, saying they're waiting and watching. Karen Travers, ABC News, the White House. Meanwhile, an unforeseen burst of hiring last month has lifted hopes the economy will prove durable once again, even as an array of threats lie ahead. Businesses across the U.S. economy ramped up their hiring in September, defying surging interest rates, financial market turmoil, the ongoing threat of a government shutdown and uncertainty to add the most jobs in any month since January. The hiring binge confounded expectations for a slowdown and added one more layer of complexity to the Federal Reserve's high-wire effort to defeat inflation without causing a recession. 
The 336,000 jobs that were added in September raised the average gain for the past three months to 266,000. A handful of House Republicans have said this week they would be interested in having former President Donald Trump serve as the next House Speaker. Trump himself floated the possibility yesterday and has since endorsed Jim Jordan. But as ABC News reports, this isn't the first time that Trump has toyed with the idea of being put up for the speakership. He secretly plotted with allies to be put into the nomination last January when Kevin McCarthy was failing to get the necessary votes. ABC's Stephen Portnoy has more. It seemed to start as a protest. Gates. On the seventh ballot, Matt Gates voted for Donald Trump to be speaker. Trump. In his upcoming book, Tired of Winning, ABC's Jonathan Carl reports that the former president was watching and that he was disappointed to learn he'd only received a single vote. Sources told Carl Trump thought the problem was that Gates hadn't formally nominated him. So on the 11th ballot, Gates did. We must make our country great again, and he can start by making the House of Representatives great again. The result? The Honorable Donald J. Trump of the state of Florida has received one. John Carl reports that continued poor showing ended the gambit. Stephen Portnoy, ABC News, Washington. Donald Trump's lawyers have asked a New York appeals court to halt his Manhattan civil fraud trial while they fight a ruling last week that calls for dissolving companies that control some of the former president's most prized assets. That includes Trump Tower. Trump's lawyers said in the filing today the judge clearly doesn't comprehend the scope of the chaos that his decision has wrought. Meanwhile, the non-jury civil trial entered its fifth day of testimony. The Biden administration is facing some backlash over a decision to expand the wall at the southern border. Democratic lawmakers say he's breaking a promise, while Republicans say it's too little too late. President Biden, meanwhile, says he doesn't believe a border wall works, but that he has no other choice under the law. ABC's Mary Alice Parks has more on what the construction could look like. Essentially, we're talking about smaller physical barriers. That's according to the latest construction plans. Uh, Some of that could change. We know that during the Trump administration, there was a lot of talk of basically building this huge fence 30 feet high in the air. And they got a lot of blowback from landowners and environmentalists who say that those construction projects uh, really destroyed parts of the environment there, that they had to blast the way through the dirt. Uh, We're told that this administration is trying to basically use the money to build a smaller barrier. A Russian missile attack in Ukraine has killed a 10-year-old boy and his grandmother. The strike today in the northeastern city of Kharkiv came a day after a strike in the same region that killed at least 52 civilians in one of the deadliest attacks in the war in months. Associated Press reporters saw emergency crews pulling the boy's body from the rubble of a building after the early morning attack. He was wearing pajamas with a Spider-Man design. A senior government official said the strike also killed the boy's grandmother and wounded an 11-month-old child. A total of 30 people were wounded. It was a shocking scene in Penrose, California, outside of Colorado Springs, after reports of a bad odor coming from a funeral home. ABC's Alex Stone has more. The sheriff in Fremont County, Colorado, calls the scene horrific. Deputies found around 115 decomposing bodies improperly stored in a 2,500-square-foot area at the Return to Nature funeral home where families have said they've been waiting long periods to get their loved ones' remains. The bodies so badly decomposed it will take DNA to know who they were. Fremont County Coroner Randy Keller. This could take several months. The governor has declared a disaster and the FBI is flying in help from around the country to begin processing the bodies. Nobody has been arrested. Alex Stone, EBC News. Attorneys who have been defending MyPillow chief executive and election denier Mike Lindell against defamation lawsuits by voting machine companies are seeking court permission to quit. They say he owes millions of dollars and can't pay the millions more that he'll owe going forward. Attorney Andrew Parker wrote in a court document filed Thursday his firm cannot afford to keep representing Lindell as as well as MyPillow. 
It's the latest in a string of legal and financial setbacks for him. In a video posted Thursday night, he acknowledged he's out of money but said he won't stop fighting. And there's only one new movie opening this weekend at the box office. Morph maybe sees Jason Nathanson. It's shaping up to be another scary weekend at the box office. The body and the blood! The body and the blood! The Exorcist Believers, the only new film opening wide, and it'll easily finish first. Tracking has it debuting in the $30 million range, which is about what it costs to make. It was going to open next weekend on Friday the 13th, but it moved off that date when Taylor Swift decided to open her Eras Concert Tour movie next weekend. Exorcist Believer is the sixth Exorcist movie and the first of what's supposed to be a new trilogy. Jason Nathanson, ABC News, Hollywood.